Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. What, you're not? I am not, but he is my favorite conservative. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. What are we going to talk about today, Edward? Oh, goodness. We have a good ones for, I guess, our fans and our haters today. We do. We do. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Yes. We are not live. We are not live. We pre-recorded this just for y'all. So um, for our fans and haters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm on pins and needles. Please yes. tell us. Well, first off, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yes. Or it's Monday when you're watching this. So you already know who won the game. I do not. So go my team. Oh. <laughs> all right okay, yeah i don't care about super bowl sunday okay. all right so tell us what today's topic is about well we are going to look at the left shocker and their propensity for taking everything to the extreme okay so no more bill clinton 1990s and what is this word you wrote for me incrementalism yes really that uh, okay that is that's such impressive that's such bullshit jargon it is just, but that's exactly what it is. I don't care, but okay. that's just bullshit jargon. So basically, Bill Clinton now would be seen as a, a definitely a moderate, doing one thing at a time. Correct, little okay. little victories. Yes. Okay, yeah. And I was, um, I voted for Bill Clinton. He was actually the first president I was able to vote for. I was twenty when he was elected, and oh, Edward, thank you for this next line. <laughs> I remember Bill Clinton and Dick Morris and his triangulation strategy. I don't remember that shit. You don't? No, I was in my 20s and I was raising a young child. Oh. I don't know. All I remember about Dick Morris was his staking his reputation on the election and getting it wrong and then disappearing from public life. Well, a lot of people remember Dick Morris because he had a propensity to suck women's toes. Oh, while oh. on the phone with the president. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, you know, actually, what I do remember about that time in the 90s is, is how much Bill Clinton governed by polls. Yeah, well, Dick Morris was his go to confidant guy that yeah. basically got him elected and they were joined at the hip. OK, yes, so. Yes, so, um, but yeah, that was his strategy, basically the triangulation strategy to get reelected in 96 after the Republicans took the majority right. in 1994, after, you know, 40 years out in the wilderness, they had no power for 40 years. They took it in 1994. Bill Clinton knew that he had no chance of getting his far left agenda passed. And so he kind of gravitated toward the center. And this was after he had already tried to get health care passed with Hillary. Yes. He, he decided to put his lovely bride uh, in, in charge of the, uh, <laughs> the first lady <clears throat> at yes, the time. Yes. And, and I remember that failing spectacularly just because she wouldn't let anybody else at the table. No. And, you know, you're trying to basically reconfigure 30 percent of the economy. So yeah. Might, might want to get some input from other people. OK, so <laughs> so as Clinton, he he kind of co-opted both left and right policies. Yeah. Is and that then, what he was doing? Yeah, he did this. I'm above the fray kind oh, of thing. So okay. he, took, he took that uh, that that thing. Yeah, I mean, it. He, he just decided he, he's going to take little victory after little victory. I think that was smart. Well, he had time. patience. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, I think that was really smart. Um, all right. Uh, uh, you know, he had, well, let me say this. He had patience, unlike today's left. The left wants everything now, right? Yes. Well, and again, I just, I would love to know, and you call him the left, and I don't like that terminology per se, but I would love to know the people who, who are so far left 
what they would think about Bill Clinton today, because yeah. I mean, he's practically conservative compared to some of the policies. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think the, this iteration of leftism uh, basically started with Barack Obama, you know, yeah, okay. and where, what was it? He was, we are a few days from, you know, fundamentally changing the United States of America. Well, you know, that's not necessarily a good thing. So. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. um, I know you have some issues here. Yeah. And um, well, you... I, I wanted to just pick out a few issues, okay, and and show how far the left decides they want to go. So, if you know, God willing, we get these people out of power in the next election, that would they never come back into power for many, many moons? So, yes, and it is no by no means a a complete list at all. Yes, so we would love to hear from you if you have more examples. Even yeah. though this is pre-recorded, you can always reach us at myfavoriteconservative.show and uh, tell us how you feel about this episode in your comments. So uh, let's, um, again, our not complete list, let's start with a couple of things. Yeah, and not even in any particular no. order or anything, just random things. Let's talk about- I want to announce them. Oh, please okay. do. Statues. Statues. Yes. Not what statutes. About, statues. What about statues? Well, you remember uh, summer of 2020, George Floyd. Of course. Riots and- yeah it was the very in thing to start tearing down civil war statues. Yes. Right. Because they were bad people. And I, slavery. and I would just want to say when we erase history, we don't learn from history. Correct. So taking down those statues is not going to teach future generations and, and right any wrongs. Correct. Yes. Okay. But that has gone even further now. It has. And in fact, it was predicted by, the at that time president of the United States, Donald John Trump, where he said pretty soon they'll be tearing, tearing down statues of the founding fathers. And that's exactly what they're doing. Removing, really? you know, the New York City took removed the statue of Thomas Jefferson oh from their God. steps. Now, what I find quite ironic is a lot of people credit Jefferson with the founding of the Democratic Party. Yes, so, <laughs> absolutely. Know, the guy that wrote the, you know, the Constitution and, and uh, you know. It, it's, it's insane. They just can't settle for getting. I, I can understand civil war generals. I understand that because it was a war. You know, we fought. I don't I actually disagree with you, uh, but but I can see their reasoning. For yes, it. but if you want to learn from history, you can't erase. No, it. I I completely you can't erase agree it. with that. So but again, let's just keep taking it farther and farther away. Then there was actually a, a kind of an interesting. Uh, example, I think it was maybe a week or two ago in Pennsylvania, named after William Penn. Mm -hmm. And they said they were going to remove his statue. What did he do? From a, well, he's old white guy. Okay. Bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were going to remove him from a national archive or some national forest or something like that. And, and, people started really complaining and they said, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's not such a good idea. So okay. William Penn gets to stay in Pennsylvania. All right. <laughs> so. Next up, abortion. Hmm. It's funny. I don't really have an opinion on abortion. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. You're so full okay. of it. Okay. Talk about it the way it used to be. Well, well at least... it, let's go back to, since we talked about Bill Clinton earlier, yes. his, his tagline was safe, legal, and rare. And, 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 and that's, I'm very much pro-choice and that's where I fell into it. Yeah. Safe, legal, and rare. Now I never, wait, don't hold on. Hold on. Do. All right. Thank mm -hmm. you. All right. I never wanted to personally be in a position to have to make that choice. Um, so I went sort of above and beyond with birth control and contraception, but 
I always supported a woman's right to choose, but again, safe, legal, rare. It shouldn't, and should abortion should not be a form of birth control, for example. Um, and then it really changed, and, and not even well, in the 90s. Well, let's look at uh, backtrack changed. just a hair. Safe, yes. Legal, okay. It's still legal, right? Rare. <laughs> you know, that was a Bill Clinton platitude to the women out there that, you know, we're just, or, or to, excuse me, to the right out there that, you know, we're going to allow abortion, but gosh, we just want it to be incredibly rare. Well, the numbers, you know, since the but, 90s just went through the roof. Yes, but it was usually during the first trimester. Correct. It, yes. Things where let's where talk about where it is. We now. as a society kind of all kind of agreed that, gee, perhaps, you know, we shouldn't do it past a certain number of weeks. Right. Past the first trimester. However, nowadays, we are more up into the basically, you can hear the baby crying. Uh, That's the only womb. in certain states. Yeah. But if the left had their way, it would be abortion at any time. And I disagree with that strongly. I, strongly. Th there are numerous, numerous clips that you can play that show Democrat leaders all talking about up I, to birth. I wish we had those clips, but uh, <laughs> our show is not quite there yet. But uh, Okay. Uh, I still support, uh, I'm still pro-choice. I still support a woman's right to choose. Um, I do think it should be limited to the, the first trimester or unless uh, the health of the mother. No, you're just a hater. Wow. Yeah, I know. Huh. All right. Next up, and this is one I think that affects everybody, <laughs> yeah. everybody in some way, shape or form, shoplifting. Ah, uh, shoplifting. Yes. Yes. Remember, you know, when you were a kid, maybe not me, of course. <clears throat> I'll talk you about know, it. Yes. I shoplifted once. Did you really? What, I did. What did you steal? I stole some gum. Gum. There you go. And I the felt so guilty. And this was like 10 cents okay. worth of gum. I felt so guilty. I took the gum back. Like I had this extreme. Had, had you already chewed it? No. Okay. Just checking. No. And of course, the store owner was so nice. And he knew me. I came in there all the time. <laughs> This is back in the day when you got to just, you know, ride your bike and disappear all day on Saturday and your parents didn't know where you were. So, um, no, I, I, I shoplifted once and I felt so guilty. I gave it back. So yep. we've gone from shoplifting to basically a slap on the wrist, you know, maybe a fine or whatever, to now plundering anything you want at any time you want. Again, depending on the state. But explain why people are able to do that now in some states, like California, for example. Oh, because of the left. Well, no, okay. <laughs> Dive deeper, please. Or I. Okay. That was too easy. So Go yes, ahead. okay. So I think this is true in California, New York, several states where you can shoplift, and I, mean, I think they even use that terminology. You can take without paying up to nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars worth of stuff literally just walk out of the store. I've watched people do it when I visit California and you don't have to pay. And, and the security, if there is security, they can't stop you. Um, the employees can't stop you. In fact, they stay out of your way because they're scared. They will be fired if they interfere. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we, like you said, we've gone from some minor charges and you get bail for shoplifting to just, I mean, people go in and just wipe out the stores and what are the results of this? Well, obviously, stores cannot continue to lose they can't. thousands of dollars a day, yeah. and they are closing. You're closing. seeing, and they're closing in the communities that, that need, need them, them the most. most. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They've got uh, Walgreens. CVS, Walgreens closing locations in Boston. Yep. And, you know, these, the poor, normal 
people that live there are paying the price for this. Yes. You know, where are you going to go to get your prescriptions filled now? How far do you have to move, you know, yeah. go to? And it, it, it's insane. It is. I understand possibly some prosecutors or things got overzealous and overcharged people, but the, but the answer is not to make it basically legal up to almost a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, the funny story, did you hear the other day when Gavin Newsom was in a Costco maybe or something? No, no. Where was, um, where was he? Yeah, I think he a was tar in no, Target. Target. He was yes. in Target and some guy was stealing and just walking out of the door and he I, couldn't believe it. And he's like, what's going on? This is, why didn't anybody stop him? And the I, cashier says, was, go ahead. He says, it's the governor. He won't let us, or they can steal whatever they want. The governor says so. Not realizing he, he was, was the, the governor. governor. Yeah. But yeah I, I don't know which is worse. I don't care that she didn't realize he was the governor, but like he knows his own policies. Yes. He knows them. Yes. He's so full of shit. Gavin Newsom is the biggest bullshitter in the world. Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah. Without question. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you think Trump lays it on? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that leads us actually right into from, from shoplifting. Um, and, and I want to say one other thing about this before we go in the next one, but they all connect is even before they were closing a lot of these stores, the, the Walgreens, the CVS, the Rite Aids, they were locking everything up. It used to be, they just would lock up perfume cologne. And yeah. if they had any expensive jewelry, which usually they didn't, but they were locking everything up. Yeah. So yeah. if, if you wanted to get, you know, nail clippers, you had to go get somebody to open it for you. Uh, it was well, so just, tedious. Just think of the money that they lose on, on impulse items. How many times do you go into a store and you're standing in line to check out and you see something, you grab it, right? You know, that's an impulse item that's yeah. right by the cashier or whatever. Everything's locked up now. Their sales are going down just from those things. Yeah. That's yeah. And I don't know about you, but yeah, going into a store, trying to find somebody to unlock you know, so you can get a, a tube of toothpaste is. It's not uh, worth it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, left. Okay. All right. So that leads us right into bail reform. Yeah. I guess that kind of, kind of coattails on there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it used to be, there was a problem of prosecutors overcharging, especially minority communities, you know, getting them locked up easier and, you know, you can't do that, but the answer is not no, no bail, bail. Yeah. for everybody, basically, right? I mean, even violent crimes, uh, uh, carjackings, that sort of stuff, where people get zero bail time, and or, you, or they don't have to post any you, bail. Yeah, and if you know that you don't have to post bail, aren't you more likely to commit the crime? Oh, I mean, my yeah, God. There's so many examples of, of people just in and out, in and out, in I and know. out, and they just know it, and they say, well, I'll just go commit another crime. And now, this, um, now this is uh, we are pre-recording this, as we mentioned. So this is airing on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but wasn't there just about a week ago, so about two weeks from the time this goes live, uh, an incident in New York City with police officers? Yeah. yeah, there were two New York police officers that were beaten by a group of ten or twelve uh, illegal aliens. Not afraid to call them. They're not migrants. They're That's illegal fine. aliens. Beaten, kicked, punched. While they're on the ground, they arrest, I think, four or six of them, and they uh, and and the perpetrators walk out. Yes. No bail, and flip and, the bird. Yes. To the cameras out there. Yeah. Yes. So, thank you, thank you so much, New York. Thank you for standing by your police officers. My God, how do you expect to have police officers if you don't back them the fuck up? Well. The most ironic thing is the mayor 
Eric Adams. I know. Go ahead and say a it. former. <laughs> he went right from the New York PD to the mayor's office. <laughs> I, I just like, can you imagine? I wouldn't want to be a police officer. No. Yeah. And, and you left us out there that, you know, support this no bail thing. Please let us know how this is even conceivable. Yeah. Okay. Um, next topic. Uh, if the left takes too far, homelessness. <laughs> uh, again, we can go back to California and New let's York. Go, well, let's go back to where it was. Go from you know, well, you know what was what was homelessness before? But there were shelters. Yes. Right. Yeah. You there's know. a big shelter in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And shelters where they got their three squares in a cot and, and yes, place to sleep and yeah. Yes. But it's kind of morphed a little bit out of that. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to? handle it? Or? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, um, it, it's gone from, well, the, but the argument's going to be that there aren't enough shelters, but anyway, it's gone from taking the homeless, putting them in shelters, finding them a place to sleep to allowing, because in the past it wasn't really allowed to allow them to camp out in these tents wherever they like. Yes. And so now, especially when I go back and visit Los Angeles, I go back once a year and every year it's worse. Every year there are more and more encampment, encampments, encampments, encampments. Thank yes. you. I gave you say it. Um, there are more tents everywhere, and there there are more of these in neighborhoods that you would never have seen this before, no. ever, ever. And um, and it's it's really scary. And actually, I totally forgot about this, but about a year ago when I was in Chicago, I was with a young colleague, much younger than me. And an Uber driver dropped us off in the middle of one of these homelessness areas. And it was super dangerous and scary. Yeah. And we were a 10-minute walk from where we were actually supposed to be. I mean, it was really, really frightening. Yeah. These these homeless encampments now are open-air drug dens, yeah. right? Everybody's dealing drugs. The sanitary conditions are unbelievably bad. Yeah, they're not sanitary. People just go it's to the bathroom. Good anywhere they want they're driving businesses out yeah you know when you when you allow this when you encourage this you're going to get more of it yep okay yeah. and and there are so many of these homeless people i know there's always stories you know sad stories people you know on down on their luck that sort of thing but there are now almost professional homeless people because they realize man we can do whatever we want we're going to get our meals if we need them we can just go over here and we can camp anywhere we want and yeah i'm going to add something here it might make me a little emotional but um but there was a time where i was almost homeless okay and i had gotten evicted um i was raising my sister she was uh 10 at the time and she just turned 10 and i was 24 i was really sick i'd just been diagnosed with a very serious thyroid disease that required radiation I had no money. I was dirt poor. I had no idea where we were going to live. I really didn't. And I was looking at like pay by the day motels and, and they were scary. And this was in the nineties. They're so much worse now. And I, but I was determined, determined to figure it out and find a place to live. And I got really, really lucky. You know, I got really lucky. The right person, the right time said, you know, you can get an apartment here for cheap. And, um, and it worked out, you know, it did, but it was, it was a really scary time. I, I thought that we were going to end up on the streets. I didn't know where we were going to go. And so, so, so I've been this close. Yeah. But you, 
have a good head on your shoulders. You are not addicted to drugs. That's right. And that is a major, major difference in what's going on nowadays. Because basically these, these places are for drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting if you if you look at I was just listening. Maybe we'll put a link in the show notes to do uh, Drew Pensky, Dr. Drew Pensky, doing an interview with uh, Dave Rubin. And I I, I kind of disagree with them. But I mean, he feels like people who have mental health issues, especially if they're homeless, should be forced to take their medication and put into mental health clinics. And I have mixed feelings about that. That's a whole nother show, forcing people to do something they don't want to do. But um, but he does have a point. Okay. All right. So, oh, next one's a good one. <laughs> Trans drag shows. Ah, Let's yes. talk about them. Yes, yes. What used to be adult entertainment. 100%. And, you know, what a great movie The Birdcage was. Oh, I mean, yeah. It is still. And, you can, I, I watched it not too long ago because it's just so funny. And but also, it's adult entertainment. Adult, yeah. I mean, one of the first times I visited San Francisco on my own, a uh, shout out to one of my best friends, Tony. He took me to a drag show. We had a blast. And yes, you had to be 21 or older to get in. Hmm. Yeah, wow. you did. And and it was it was great. I mean, except for the like really sloppy kiss I got from the performer. Unwanted, by the way. <laughs> like totally unwanted. But it was fun. And it was for adults. But that has changed. It has just a little bit. Yeah, now we have drag show story time hours for children. Children. Yeah. Watching men pretending to be women dressed in their sleaziest possible outfits. Yeah. Many it, of them. Because the whole idea of a drag show is to be extreme. Yeah. Well, you can be extreme without being grotesque and vulgar. Well, I think your point extreme is, is, is and it's, vulgar not, aren't necessarily it's not for extreme. children. Correct. Okay. It is correct. And so for all you leftists out there who really support trans shows for kids, please let me know why. Yeah, let us know. Let yeah. us know why. And if you're in a if you run a public library, why would you allow this for children? It's it, it belongs insane. in a nightclub and there's nothing it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. Um yes. but yes, you know, there are people like I don't know, teachers and volunteers that can actually read and they can read to these kids. Oh, so you're saying it doesn't have to be somebody in, in drag. Yes, 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 okay. yes. All right. So, <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, uh, moving <laughs> on. Uh, oh, maybe this topic should have been with the other stuff, but same thing. Uh, sanctuary cities slash states. Yeah. You know, from what was, hey, we we feel, you know, we, we want to show that we care and, and we want to welcome some Every, yeah. some people yeah. yes <laughs> yes we, we want to be a welcoming community to the illegals that are here and that, and let's be clear i think most people know a sanctuary city allows uh illegal immigrants into their city despite what the federal government says correct yes, yes. and and typically sanctuary cities again were kind of what you would expect los angeles san francisco new york yeah and actually. one of the hallmarks of the sanctuary city is if you, as an illegal, were charged with a crime and you were let out of jail, they would not turn you over to That's ICE. ICE. That's right. I forgot yes. about that. That's very important. Yes. But what, what does that become? Well, now it's just a, it's a shite show. It is indeed. I think you just need to say the word. <laughs> it's, it's, these cities are being overrun by thousands and thousands yeah. of illegal immigrants coming here some have been bused here from texas 
Yeah, Texas um, got sick of this shit. Yeah. And started sending people to other states because they wanted because they wanted other states to feel the pain. Well, when these when these cities in certain states decided to become sanctuaries, they never envisioned that Texas wasn't going to handle all the immigrants, I know, right? right? Or Arizona or New, or New, or New Mexico, Mexico or yeah. California. That they just thought, well, we'll just virtue signal. This will be fine. Yeah. Because we're good people. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Enjoy no. your cities now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't live in Los Angeles anymore. All right. Next one. Uh, I think this is an interesting topic too. Affirmative action. Yeah. yeah. So what was it? Talk about the origin. I think most well, people know. What, but... what started as a somewhat good idea of helping minorities get a leg up in terms of trying to catch up, if you will, in terms of education and job careers and, and to make it like uh, fairer, a little, little more fair playing field. Yes. Yes. Correct. And yes. what has that turned into? Oh goodness. Let's go DEI, right? Where it's not equality anymore. Used to be equality. We, we all wanted equality among people, but now it is equity. Okay. Actually, um, since my father recently told me he had never even heard this term, he's retired. <laughs> Say what DEI means. Well, it is um, diversity, diversity, equity, equity and inclusion. inclusion. Yes. And what has that led to? Well, it has led to reverse racism. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so you, you can't fight racism by being racist. Yes. And Mark Cuban just got in trouble for this. He just yeah. got called out for this because he was touting how how they use DEI and they use that in their hiring practices. Now clearly they don't on the on the Mavericks basketball team, but he was talking about in his other businesses and he was called out. Tell us yeah. more. Well he was touting, I use the term virtue signaling. Yes. Because you know we yes. all want to be loved. But Elon Musk, who's, <laughs> he, who's slightly richer than Mark Cuban. Just a little <laughs> just a little called him out and uh you know said that Fighting racism with more racism is, is not the answer. And in fact, the. Um, well, it's also illegal. Like well, what he was yeah, saying the, was. The EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, said the, the president or the chairman of that committee uh, commission came out and, and said it was illegal. Said, yeah, Mark Cuban, you're actually breaking the law here. Yes. And Cuban's trying to backtrack and, you know, double speak over it. But yes. Uh, yes. And just, if, he, if he was really, just going to interrupt, if he was really for DEI. We would see more white players in the Mavericks, more Asian players mm. on the Mavericks, right? If we were really, if it's going to be equity, it wouldn't be who's the best basketball player anymore. It would be we're going to make sure everybody is is there. Everybody's yeah. represented. And, and I think just to look at it from the simplest forms is equality is equal opportunity and equity is equal outcomes. Yes. And People are different. Yes. You cannot legislate outcomes. No, you can't. You can't because right. some people are more driven than others. Others don't care. So, yes, let's move along. Okay. The next one really pisses me off. I'm just saying. <laughs> the $15 minimum wage. And well, I, yeah, that's kind of kind of antiquated now. Well, I, I just uh, want to say this pisses me off because when I started working in high school, um, I actually made more babysitting. But when I started working for other people at, at a restaurant, my my minimum wage was three dollars and fifty cents an hour, and in one year I got a raise to three dollars and sixty cents an hour. Ooh, where'd you spend it? You know, I know, right? Goodness. And adjusted for inflation, that's about eight dollars and eighty cents an hour today. 
And now we're up to a $15 minimum wage. Um, and talk a little bit about where that came from. Well, that, you know, this is kind of the Bernie Sanders yes, for sure. mode of, you know, we need a livable wage. We have to have a livable wage. That's a good impersonation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's also my Joey Bishop. They sound the same. <laughs> For you old timers out there, you know who Joey Bishop was. Okay, all right. But, um, but what is this doing to businesses? Well, a great example is in California. Um, just maybe a month or two ago, Pizza Hut and Domino's laid off 12,000 delivery drivers. It's crazy, yeah. Because they cannot afford to pay them. You know, hey. it's up to like $20 an hour now. They can't afford to pay them a livable rate. Oh, wait. Correct. And so the people that are now ordering pizzas, are having to pay DoorDash and whatever else, whoever delivers. So their price of pizza just went up the cost of delivery because it was included in the pizzas, yeah. you know, from Domino's and, and Pizza Hut. But uh, yes. Well, and I just want to say, I, as an employer who has some employees, this has personally affected me because California has a, has a law in place about salaried employees and how it has to be it has to be two and a half times their minimum wage. And, and so as an employer, I had to make a very tough decision. I, to, I really wanted my employees to be salary, but instead they have to be hourly uh, because we can't meet that minimum standard that California yeah. has, has set. Um, and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, California thinks they can bully the country and on certain things they can, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. okay. All right, uh, next up. Sorry for those watching. I have a hair in my mouth. Thanks to our cat in my lap. I just do. It's going to bother me. Um, I'm going to do the whole share thing for a while here. Okay. Here. okay. All right. Next up, because a lot of people are just listening, not watching. Um, interesting that you put this one here. Uh, 15 days to flatten the curve. I put 15 days to flatten the curve in because of just showing overreach. Okay. How taking something to an extreme. Remember Dr. Fauci, right? <laughs> Dr. Fauci. We need, we need more of, of Edwards impersonations because he's actually very good at most of them. So, but yeah, so, you know, we have, we, all we need is 15 Two days. Two weeks. It'll, everybody, it'll just flatten right out after that. And, and we can go back to our normal lives. Oh yeah. How'd that work out for everybody out there? And it was way worse in left run cities. And That's states. true. Yeah. Without question, they, you, you got locked down for what, a year? Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I just, I think this has already come out, but again, love Dr. Drew Penske. I'm just going to tag you, Dr. Drew. But he was talking about, they knew within months that the whole idea of six feet apart, first of all, <laughs> it was totally made up. The, the, the initial suggestion, I don't know if you knew this part, the initial su suggestion, I don't know if this was by the, uh, the who or the CDC was a minimum because they knew it was airborne it would have to be 10 to 30 feet. And they decided some government are probably our government or who knows said, nobody is actually going to do 10 to 30 feet. That's unrealistic. <laughs> Why don't we just say six? They totally made it wow. up. So all those people who yelled at other people and got mad because you wouldn't be six feet apart, blah, blah, blah. It didn't make a difference guys. It made zero difference yeah can you imagine if it was 30 feet and you're at the standing in line at the pharmacy yeah there's four of you and you're already out the door right well wait <laughs> they made us wait outside at costco i remember yeah. that yeah oh, it was crazy yeah. it's just such a okay all right let's wrap this up with january 6th january 6th all right that, that's january 6th is the pavlovian response 
that they get like you know whenever that's mentioned it's start howling at the moon so and the reason i put this in here is it went from a bad day no question a riot no question about that to this joseph stalin like trials that they put on tv yeah and they just won't let it go. They still won't today. And we're three yeah. years later. And we still have several Americans that are in jail. Oh, so, yeah. Dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens. And they just announced last month that they're going to go after at least a thousand more people who were in the area. They didn't go in or anything. You know, let's, again, this is a pure leftist move and it has to stop this. Yeah, can, I, I'm just going to put it out there at the, at the risk of, you know, just who knows what the haters are going to do. But <laughs> but tell me the difference between the George Floyd riots and those who were OK in January 6th. Tell me the difference, really, in terms of in terms of the writing. T tell me, you know, yes. why? Why was one allowed and one wasn't? Yes. One caused billions in damage. Yes. And took many, many lives. Yes. Uh, the only person killed on January 6th was actually uh, Ashley Babbitt, a right, a, a small, very small woman. Yes. yes. So, yeah. But uh, so those are just a few of the things we, we'd love. If you have any other examples, I always love to, you know, read and think about these things. So please send them in. Okay. And yeah. and I think this goes back to my frustration as a former Democrat and back to being an independent. I, I just feel like. I, my position did not change. My position on abortion has not changed. My, my position on any of this stuff has not changed the party change. And yeah. I feel very oh, left yeah. behind. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I know I'm not the only one and I just don't understand how other disaffected, I think that's the word I'm looking for, liberals, to use your term. I, I don't know how they can stand by and still vote for, for Democrats. Well, I think the thing that frightens me the most is how far more left can you go? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to put that out there. Yeah, don't. Don't. Yeah. But yeah, they're making Bernie Sanders look moderate now. So. Oh, yeah. 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 He's going to be considered a conservative firebrand. <laughs> yeah. All right. On to a happier topic. Okay. Uh, this Week in Woke, uh, yes. which was, again, by the time you're listening to this, was probably a few weeks ago, but this is a Good one. Good one. Good one. Tell us what it is, Edward. Well, this is from our friend Brycida Landaverde. I think I got that name right at NBCConnecticut.com. Okay. Shout out to them. This is so great. Headline, menstrual product dispenser vandalized in Brookfield High School men's bathroom. All right. Brookfield is in Connecticut. All right. Tell Go us ahead. more. So starting in September, a new state law will require public schools to provide free menstrual products in all gender bathrooms and at least one men's bathroom. Brookfield High School got an early start on the new policy, so they are so excited they put it in early. Now, local and regional boards of education shall provide free menstrual products in women's restrooms, all gender restrooms, and at least one men's room for wait, wait, don't don't mumble that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And at least all gender restrooms and at least one men's restroom for third to twelfth grade students. I'll comment on that in a minute. Keep going. Third. 
After the installation of the dispenser last week, it was ripped down off the wall, the Brookfield superintendent said in a statement. The school will continue to follow the law, which mandates where menstruation products are to be located. Okay, so let me just, I'm just, just going to dive right in. Okay, first of all, third through 12th grade, are you fucking kidding me? elementary school you got third graders having their periods uh i mean it happens <laughs> i'm not saying it doesn't happen and 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 a lot with actually the rise in obesity there are more women who are getting their periods earlier but still i mean come on third grade no put those products in junior junior and what do they call it middle now school. senior high well yeah middle school and high school um so let's start with that secondly um men's men's right restrooms are you kidding me are you kidding me come on it this is about it goes back to and we've talked about it a couple of times basic biology and so if let's say a a young woman wants to dress and look and act like a boy that is fine if that's what she wants to do I, hopefully she's getting some mental health help but she still is a girl Biologically, it needs to use a girl's bathroom, and that's where she can get her menstrual products in yes. a discussion. I am starting a new campaign. Yes. Uh-oh. It's no longer LGBT. It is LGBP. Yes. As in pretend. Oh. <laughs> because you are pretending to be a man or you are pretending to be a woman. Okay. I, and what does this say? I mean, come on, Connecticut. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh, I don't think it said in the article. Do we know who took down the oh yes the boys the boys tore did? It down yes. yes the boys tore down the the uh all right they vandalized it yes. all right so i want to say you know congratulations to those young men not even gonna call you boys those young men who realized how ridiculous what ridiculous it was to have that in your bathroom and the great part was it only took 20 minutes Good. <laughs> From the Do time it they again. put it up. Yeah. Do it again. And you know what? These people who put these rules and laws in, if you knew anything about women, if you knew anything about periods, you would know that none of us buy stuff from the dispensers in the bathrooms ever. We are much more likely to ask the female stranger in the stall next to us for a tampon than we are to purchase something in the bathroom. And I think every woman will back me up on that statement. Yes. Well, and this goes down to the basic argument of women shouldn't be in men's bathrooms and vice versa. Yes. Whatever your biological gender, and there's only two of them. Two sexes. That's it. Yep. You should be in your own bathroom. Yep. That's Agreed. all I have to say about that. Okay. Is that your Forrest Gump? That's my Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear any more um, yeah. in, in, in impersonations uh, about Edward, let us know. So I, I do want to throw out um, two things um, coming up. So we are looking for an unpaid intern, unpaid intern to help us with our communications and our social media. And before people start yelling at me about unpaid internships, <laughs> we're not paid either right now. This is a new show. Um, but if you are interested, uh, just reach out to us at myfavoriteconservative.show and let us know uh, you do need to be available on Sundays. That's really, really critical. So that's the number one thing. So wait, wait, wait. You're not getting paid? I am not getting paid. Are you getting paid? I'm going to remain quiet. You're not getting paid. I would know. <laughs> I handle the books. That's true. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, we want to start doing guest interviews. And, and what we'll do is uh, we will 
maybe not do those live. We want, don't want to scare you off. Uh, but if you are an immigrant who came to this country legally and you want to share your story and tell us how you feel about the situation at the border and what's going on, we would love to hear it. Um, so again, if you are a legal immigrant and want to share your story and your family's story, because we know there's a lot of sacrifice involved, please reach out um, to us and uh, we would love to have you on the show. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today. We know it wasn't live. We'll, we'll be back live in two weeks and hope you are enjoying or you enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday. I have no skin in that game <laughs> at all because I do not care. Um, but otherwise, we are live most Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And when we do stream live, it's on YouTube, Rumble, X, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening to podcasts right now. And soon we'll have our locals community. We're excited to tell you more. So any questions for us, go to myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. Anything else, Edward? Amen, sister. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl Sunday. Bye.